Go ahead and introduce me. Lost Talk Radio. Hey, good afternoon. Uh, with all, <clears throat> with everything that's going on, we have the return of Watchmen on the Wall, Elder George B. Elder George Bazaar out of Warren, Ohio. He's coming back off the holiday break, and you will hear him every Sunday at 5 p.m. and every Wednesday at 9 p.m. So this is Watchmen on the Wall, the return of Watchmen on the Wall. I'm going to turn it over to you, Elder Bazaar. All right, all right, all right. God, to be with you one more time, giving honor to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the one and only, the true living God, the one that made the world and everything therein. It's a pleasure to know that he can live within our hearts through the power of God and the power of the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm so glad to be here, so glad that I hope I have my listeners because we're going to get right into the word of God, let you know what's going on in our world today. I'm letting you know I'm preaching the same gospel I've been preaching for the last 57 years. Jesus Christ is Lord God Almighty in the flesh. He came down here on this earth, wrapped in swaddling clothes, stayed here 33, one half years, suffered and died and hung and buried and resurrected on the third day. And he did that because there was that was the only way. I want you to listen to me very carefully. That was the only way that God could redeem man. The only way, I'll say that about three times, the only way that God could redeem man is through his son, Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, by himself, came down to earth, born in the manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes, and stayed here 33 one-half years, and he was crucified. He was killed. He was whipped. He was beaten. He was almost, Lord, him, mercy. They almost, I mean, now he's saying almost, they disfigured him. They whipped him until he looked like a piece of, Raw meat. Oh, my. I even hate to say that. They did him ooh, beyond my human mind could even comprehend because Satan knew. He knew that if he, he didn't know. He knew that if he could kill Jesus like an ordinary man, that he would be able to take over the whole soul of man and condemn him into hell forever. He thought that. And he knew that Jesus Christ was different from any other. Oh, my God. I, I, ooh, I, can't, I can't express it because Lucifer knew where he had came from. He came from heaven. He tried to dethrone God. He tried to take God's place. And Christ was there. And when Christ came to earth, you remember the, the man that had the demons in him? He said, ooh, you the son of God. Why are you coming 10 minutes before our time? So Satan knew who he was, but he didn't know ooh, what God could do. And what God do, he resurrected himself in Jesus Christ. 
and paid the penalty for what? Sin. Sin. S-I-N. He paid the penalty. Ain't nobody else paid the penalty for sin but Jesus Christ. Oh, I want to I wanna nail that in you. I want to nail that in you. I want to put that in your spirit. There is no other name given among men where men can be saved than the name of Jesus Christ. No preacher, no pope, no cardinal, no bishop, nobody, no angel, no cherubim, no seraphim, nobody, no kings or captains or uh, uh, lieutenants, nobody could have did what Jesus Christ did. He took the whole wrath of God. God took the wrath of man up on himself. In other words, he paid the penalty for sin by what? Being crucified and almost annihilated. Laid in the grave for three days and three nights. Went into the what? The bowels of hell and preached to those in prison and came up out of the grave with all power in heaven and in earth, in his hand, in his mighty hand. And he rules today. He can save today. He can redeem today. He can heal today. He can do everything he did before even the time of eternity, of time started. And he's the same God yesterday, the same God today, and he's the same God forevermore. So I don't want nobody to try to say there's another man that could have did with Jesus Christ because you won't find it. You just won't find it because you can't go above God. You can't go below God. You can't take the place of God. There's no other God but the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, and he's the God through eternity. He is the ancient one that, woo, he's ancient. Woo, he, hey, he come from way back, way, way, woo. He, he came from so far back that back can't even find the back of it. He is the eternal God, the almighty God. He walks, he talks, he sees, he hears, he's omnipotent, he's not the present, he's immutable. Oh, my God, he is the eternal one. And the eternal one became man in Jesus Christ and suffered and died for our sins. And like I said, sin is cruel. Sin is of the devil. Sin, amen, was originated by Lucifer. Lucifer, the signing one, the one that was made and created. He was created by God speaking him into existence. And when he spoke him into existence, he made him the most gorgeous angel, as gorgeous cherubim ever was created. He was beautiful. He was unique. He was awesome in his office. He was the protector of God's throne, and he was the director of the angelic host of the angelic choir. He was a music man that directed the angels how to praise and shout the glory of God. And guess what? The beauty got next to him. Beauty is deceitful. Beauty is deceitful, and beauty, amen, is what Lucifer had, and by his beauty, he thought he could overthrow God by his beauty. He got besides himself. He thought 
that he could take every angel and convince them to dethrone God and overthrow God so that Lucifer could be on the throne of the Almighty and cast him down into disaster. And guess what? He got food. He got food. Instead of him trying to cast God, God cast him down. Way down. Way down into the lowest pits of hell. And he is the king of death. Satan is the king of death. He brought death into the world through Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve was all right before what? Before the fall, they was in innocence, and they was in a beautiful garden. They had everything that you could desire to have. They didn't have to worry about nothing, nothing at all. And guess what? The Bible said, and they were naked, and they was not ashamed of themselves. They were not ashamed of what God gave man and what God gave woman. They was in a perfect innocence. And Lucifer, 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 now this Lucifer, this Lucifer exists today. This devil exists today. This devil's alive. And he conned, he conned, he talked to every angel in heaven. And he convinced one-third, one-third of the heavenly hosts one-third of angelic hosts, he convinced them to come on his side and help him to be put on the throne. And he got one-third of the angelic hosts to follow him, and they went. I believe in the spirit of my mind. I believe in the spirit of my mind I can see him going before the throne of God with one-third of the heavenly host telling God we are getting ready to dethrone you. you got to come down off the throne and give me the throne. I want the throne because I want to be, uh-oh, wait a minute. Let me get you some scriptures what Satan wanted to be like. Come on now. Woo, y'all have to pray for me. Amen, because I'm going to show you through the scriptures. I'm going to show you through God's word because the word of God is the only thing I got to go by. I ain't got no other book to go by but by the word of God. And I'm going to show you in the word of God this evening, amen, exactly how Satan, Lucifer, before he became Satan, he was Lucifer, the son of the morning, the day star. Listen to what he says in the 14th chapter of Isaiah. Father, before we go into this word, I'm going to have prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I give you the glory. I give you the honor. I give you the respect. I give you the fear. I give you the reverence as I come to you right now in Jesus' name that the word of God will go out from your your word to your people that we can get an understanding what is the whole thing about. Why is the world in such shape it is now? We're going to find out in the word of God why the world is in such shape it is now and what you have done about it, amen, to redeem mankind. Woo! Redeem mankind from the awfulness, devastation, and the destruction and the damnation of sin. And we give you the praise through Jesus Christ, our Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. In the Bible, in the Bible, the only book, 66 books in the Bible, and every one of them is inspired by the word of God, by God's breath. 
Amen. God inspired every word in the Word of God. And the Word of God tells us that these 66 books are written by holy men as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is God in the Spirit. It is a he. It's not no she. It's a he. It's not a it. It's not a thing. It's the very, very essence of God Almighty in the Spirit. And this is what the Spirit wrote in the book of Isaiah by the inspiration of God himself through Isaiah. In the 14th chapter of Isaiah, the evangelistic prophet, the prophet, amen, that prophesied about the first coming of Jesus Christ and the second coming of Jesus Christ. The prophet that says in the book of the 14th chapter of Isaiah, the 12th verse, get your Bibles out, brothers and sisters, amen, and see what Isaiah wrote by the inspiration of God Almighty. Listen, it says this in the book of Isaiah, 12th verse 14th chapter it says here now this, this this is describing lucifer this is describing what he had in his heart this is described of what he was thinking this is described what he wanted to do he wanted to dethrone god listen to what he says how art thou fallen from heaven oh lucifer Oh, Lucifer, son of the morning, how art thou cut down to the ground, which did it, which did weaken the nation. The Satan got the nations of the world today weak as a forgetting noodle. The nations of the world are weak because of Lucifer. The world is lost its mind because of Lucifer. The world has gone insane because of Lucifer, because Lucifer wants to get the place of God. He wants to take God and dethrone God and put himself up because of what? One thing, his beauty. His beauty, he got next to him. And the world today, men, women, boys, and girls are trying to live off of beauty. That women are trying to live off of beauty. Men are trying to live off of handsome. Uh, 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 the wicked generation today is trying to live off of things that look good, taste good, oh, feel good. They're trying to live off of that, and by that, they are selling into debauchery. Listen, how art thou fallen, son of morning? How art thou cut down to the ground? Prophecy. Now switches from it switches from the Antichrist to his unholy sponsor, Satan himself. Satan himself. Lucifer is the name of Satan. Remember that. Lucifer is the name of Satan. Actually, he is an angel originally created by God who served the Lord in righteousness for an undetermined period of time. He was made righteous. He was created righteous. And for a period of time, Lucifer was obedient to God. Lucifer was submissive to God. Lucifer feared God. Lucifer respected God. Lucifer did. Lucifer, son of the morning. And when beauty stepped in, when beauty stepped in and beauty, who turned Satan, turned Lucifer's mind into what? Rebellion. 
rebellion because he thought he could overthrow God by his beauty. He thought he could overthrow God by his beauty. And by him thanking that and letting that enter into his heart, he came before God Almighty and told him, you're done. L-O-M, you're done. Jehovah Jireh, you're done. I'm going to take the place of you. I'm going to rule you. I'm going to control you. This is what Lucifer was saying. And this is what the world is saying today. Men have come on the scene, and men have tried to rule the world and, 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 and dethrone God and said he's dead, said he's lost his mind, said he's an old cripple in heaven walking around with one leg and one eye and don't know where he at. That's what Satan want to put God at. But God is righteous. God is holy. God is love. God is merciful. God is kind. God is long-suffering. I'm telling you the truth. God is love. What's one thing God got? He got a lot of love. He got a lot of caring. He got a lot of long-suffering. Because if it wasn't for the love of God, I know I wouldn't be here this afternoon. I know if it wasn't for the love of God, you wouldn't be there this afternoon. I know if it wasn't for the love of God, I never would have got this far Ooh, without God in my life. I'd be locked up in a saint asylum somewhere because the devil would drive you crazy. He is driving people crazy today. Why? Because he lacks love. He don't have love. He has nothing but hate and resentment and cruelness and debauchery. And one thing about Lucifer, he hates God so much, he's trying to get even with God. He's trying to what? Rear up his own kingdom. He have, Satan has tried to build kingdoms on this earth, and guess what? Every one of them is going to debauchery. Uh, can I give you some history? I'm going to give you some history. History of the kingdom of Egypt is gone. The kingdom of Assyria is gone. The king of Babylon is gone. The king of the Media Persian Empire is gone. The kingdom of the Grecian Empire is gone. The kingdom of the Roman Empire is gone. And Satan got enough nerve, got enough audacity, got enough uh, 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 energy to say that he's going to re- he's going to rebuild the, the new world order. That's what Lucifer is trying to do in the planet today. That's what he's trying to get everybody together and bring them under one to ten, under his influence. But this is what Satan is going to fail again because he has failed in every, every desire he wanted to do. He has failed. And the reason he has failed because he has said in the book of Isaiah, there's five things I'm going to do. Ooh, he said, I will. Listen, let, ooh, let me read some more. Let me read some more. It says here, amen. So Satan was made righteous. He was made holy. He would praise God. He would bow down to God. He would worship God. He knew all about worshiping. He knows all about how to worship God. But now Satan cannot be a worshiper of God. He will never worship God again. He will never, woo! He will never get in the place where he was before he fell. God is through with Lucifer. 
He's through with Beelzebub. He's through with the devil. And the only thing, God is so kind. Amen. He's given Lucifer an opportunity to say, now, look, now, you done messed up. You messed up forever. I hate you. I debauchery you. Now, you're going to have a period of time to show the world, show the other angels, show the cherubim, the cherubim, that you were nothing but a failure because of your beauty. When Satan failed, he led a revolution against God with about one-third of the angels. It seems thrown in their lot with him. Therefore, all the pain, listen, all the pain, suffering, and heartaches, and death, and deception, which have ruled the nations from the very beginning, can be laid at the doorstep of the revolution headed by Satan. All the killing and murdering and raping and, 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 and homosexuals and all this year, adultery and fornication and all this is a rebellion against God through Satan because he is doomed. He is doomed. He is doomed, my friends. People worshiping materialism, worshiping everything but God. And since God is a spirit, God is a holy, he is a person. God is so holy that the moon and stars and the galaxies and the quasars are impure to his sight. And the only way that a man can worship God is through the spirit of God. The spirit of Lucifer cannot worship God. They have a fake worship. They have a fake, fake way of serving God. Satan will never praise God anymore. He won't praise God. You know why? Because he can't. He can't. He's at an eternal lockup. He's in an eternal rebellion from here to the gates of hell. In hell, self. Satan will rebel against God, but he won't do no good. He's rebelling now. He's trying to destroy the human race. I'm talking about the race. I'm talking about the race that God created through Adam and Eve. Because there's two kind of races up on the face of the earth. There's the race of Satan and the races of God. God, amen, have a righteous people. Satan has a evil, wicked people. So you got evil and you got righteousness. And evil and righteousness cannot get along. I cannot get along with evil because evil comes from the devil. And God hates evil. And if God hates evil, he will never walk along with evil. He He will judge evil. So all the misery that's on the face of the earth today, is because of the pain, the suffering, the misery, the heartaches, death, and deception which have ruled the nation from the very beginning can be laid at the doorsteps of the revolution headed up by Satan. So people ask me, what's wrong with the world today? Satan is the God. Listen, Satan is a god of this age. He is the god of this world. He's the god ever since the fall of Adam and Eve, Satan became the god of this world. 
That means a period of time Satan will rule the world under the influence of his rebellion. The person was asked, why didn't God destroy Lucifer? No, he ain't going to destroy Lucifer because Lucifer had a job to do, and he rejected the job that he had to do. And so God is going to let him finish his job. He would finish his job in the destruction because he could have had, he could have had the, the job of praising God and worshiping God and walking on the streets of gold and silver and, and all the precious jewels. He would have the job of leading the heavenly choir where God would give him the position to sing and, 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 and direct the angels. He gave him the position of the music direction and give him directing the choir to praise God because God loved praises. God loved to be praised because there's nobody else worthy to be praised than God Almighty. You can't praise your mama, you can't praise your daddy, your sister, you can't praise your, your good looks, you can't praise your car, you can't praise. No, that's not praise. That's idolatry. That's idolatry. God said, I am a jealous God. Don't have no other God before me. I am first and I am the last. I am the beginning and I'm the end. I'm the alpha and I'm the omega. Nobody outside of me ooh, is worth worshiping because I got all power. God has. God got all power in heaven and earth in his hand. Nobody can withstand him. Nobody can overthrow him. Nobody can burn him. Nobody can drown him. Nobody can tie him up. Why? Because he's God and he's before I was or before the world was. He is. And he will be the God of the universe. So Satan is mad. Satan is mad at the Christian. He's mad at the righteous. He's mad at the cross. He's mad at the shed blood of Jesus Christ. He's mad at the suffering of Jesus Christ. He's mad at the death of Jesus Christ. He's mad at the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He's mad at everything that God done done for the human race. And the human race done linked up with Satan. And the human race has rebelled against God just like Satan has done. But God sent his son to redeem man. And men still don't want to come to God. The world is in such shape it is now. You know why? I'm going to tell you the main reason why. People have rejected Jesus Christ. You reject Jesus Christ, you're headed for hell. We reject the mercy of Jesus. We reject the blood of Jesus. We reject the love of Jesus. You reject all that he's done for you, and you won't accept him. You're headed for hell. Yes, you can go to church. Yes, you can sing in the choir. Yes, you can get behind the pulpit and preach. Yes, you can do all those things. But everything that you see that you think is godly is not godly because the devil, what? Let's see what the devil wanted to be like. All right, then we can get some understanding. Here's what he wanted to be like. In the 13th verse of the 14th chapter of Isaiah, the evangelistic prophet, the prophet that says, for you have said in your heart, your very being, this is what Satan has said in his heart, the very being, I will ascend into heaven. In other words, I'm going to ascend into the heavens. I'm going to sit where God sits. I'm going to take over heaven. I'm going to be above the stars. I'm going to be above everything. This is what he was saying. 
This is what he's been trying to do for the last 6,000 years. He's trying to completely take over earth and rule earth and rule man and destroy man and kill man. Woo! And, 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 and cause man to turn against the creator. And guess what? He thinks he's succeeded. He thinks he's successful. Only way Satan can succeed and damn souls is the soul reject Christ. If a soul rejects the mercy of God, the goodness of God, the, the, the long-suffering of God, if they reject the blood of Jesus Christ, Satan got you. You hear what I said? Satan got you, buddy. I don't care, Lord, have mercy. I don't care how many good works you do. I don't care how much you can shout. I don't care how much you can speak in tongue. I don't care how long you let wear your dresses. I don't care how much you can sing. I don't care how much you can pray. I don't care how much you can do all the works of a of a true believer. You cannot go to heaven until you do what? Repent. Repent. You've got to turn from your own self-righteousness. You've got to turn from your sins. You've got to turn from your rebellion. You've got to turn from your pride. You've got to turn from your lying, your cheating, your backbite. You've got to completely turn away from that and what? Repent of your sins and what? And believe on the Lord Jesus Christ that he died for your sins, your rotten sins, your low-down sins, your pride sin, your, your lying sin, and that he died for your sin, that you can be redeemed by his blood, because his blood is the only power on the earth today that can save man from sin, and the blood of Jesus Christ can tear Satan up. It can rebuke him. It can tear him up. It'll rip him apart. It'll cast him right back into hell, because there's no righteousness above the righteousness of God. There's no love above the love of God. There's no mercy above the mercy of God. There's no forgiveness above the love of God forgiveness. Why? Because Satan will not forgive. Satan can't love nobody. Satan can't do nothing but what? Kill, rob, and destroy. That's all he can do. He can't do nothing else but kill. And people are being killed today. That's the only thing Satan can do. God ain't killing people. No. Satan kills you. He kills you with what? He can kill you with sex. He can kill you with gambling. He can kill you with drugs. He can kill you with money. He can kill you with pride. He can kill you with unbelief. He kills. He can rob you. Rob you of your integrity. Rob you of your love. Rob you of everything you got. And guess what? He can rob your soul. He can rob your soul from the hands of God only if you only have not been saved. If you have not been saved, he can damn your soul into hell. Because when you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, Satan cannot rob your soul because your soul has been washed in the blood of the Lamb and your soul is now saved forever. 
whatsoever. Why? Through the blood of Jesus Christ. Because wickedness, Satan cannot approach the blood of Jesus Christ. No, he can't. He cannot approach it. That's why he hates the cross. That's why you don't hear preachers preaching the cross anymore. That's why come you people hear people talking about the blood of Jesus Christ no more. Why? Because Satan said, if I can eliminate the blood of Jesus Christ, I'm going to damn your soul. But when the blood of Jesus Christ comes into your life by the Spirit of the Holy Ghost, guess what? He gets mad, and this where he starts attacking you, your mind, your soul, your very being. He's trying to tell you that you ain't saved, and you have confessed your sins to who? Jesus Christ, and you have repented of your sins, and you become a what? A new creature. When you become a new creature, old things pass away. Guess what? Behold, everything else is new. I'm a new creature. I'm a new creature every day because the old things I used to do, I don't do no more. I don't want to do them. Satan has been tempting me ever since I received Jesus Christ. He's been trying to get me to turn around and go back the other way, but there ain't nothing back there but hell, death, the grave, misery, what? Misery, headaches, backaches, deception. Satan ain't got nothing for you. He ain't got a thing for you. You just made out of a lump of a clay, out of dust of the ground, and God breathed into your nostrils when you came out of your mother's womb. And since then, amen, you're nothing but a lump of clay. You're a lump of clay with a soul in you. And your soul, I say your soul is the most important thing that you will ever have. You can have a car, but that ain't yours forever. You can have a house, but that ain't yours forever. You can have a family, but that ain't yours forever. You can have all the materialistic things in life, but you won't have a forever. But your soul, you will have forever. You'll ever, you will ever, you will never, never, never come to a place where your soul will die. Because when God made man, he made him to live forever. And if you're going to live forever, there's a place where you, two places you're going to either live. You can either live in heaven or you can live in hell. Majority of the world is taking the hell road. They're taking the hell road because the Bible says broad is the way. Broad is the way that leads into destruction and many go in there. But narrow is the way that straight is the gate that leads into life. And what? Very few will find it. Satan is still saying, I'm going to ascend into heaven. I'm going to get the throne back. I'm going to go back to heaven. He's a lying one. He ain't going back to heaven. The only place that he can go, amen. He can go, he can go before the presence of God into a certain extent. But he cannot enter into the heavens, the heavens of heavens, the third heaven where God's throne sit. He will never come in to heaven and rule the heavenly choir. <laughs> he will never be the protector of God's throne. He will never be able to say to God, Lord God Almighty, will you forgive me? Because Satan has no forgiveness. Satan has no forgiveness. But you have forgiveness. Satan is mad at that. He is mad as hell because God will forgive mankind of all his sins if he would repent and turn to him. God will forgive it, and Satan don't want you to come to Christ. If you come to Christ, that means he loses your soul for himself. He wants you to go to hell with him. 
He'll do anything in the world to deviate you from the cross. Go anywhere, but don't go to the cross. Go anywhere, but don't go to the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Go anywhere. But don't go, don't go at the foot of the cross and bow down your head and repent of your sin. Don't do that. The devil will tell you, you ain't got no, you ain't got no business being sorry for your sins against God. He, I, I don't like God. He's mean. He's cruel. But God has no mean. He's not mean. He's loving. He's loving. John three sixteen tells you that God is loving. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish. He gave. He gave. You can't work for salvation. You can't cry for salvation. You can't jump up and down for salvation. You can't do good work for salvation. You can't do nothing to receive salvation but to repent of your low-down, dirty, rotten, conniving sin that you need a Savior for your soul because if your soul is not saved, there's only two, one place you can go. you got to go to hell, and there is a hell. There is a real place where the wicked will be punished. There's a real place of fire and brimstone. There's a real place of gnashing and gashing the feet. And Satan knows he's on his way to hell. There's no, no repentance for the devil. But yet still he says, I what? I will ascend into heaven. That's number, that's number one. I will ascend into heaven. Number two, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Now, exalt his throne above God's throne. In other words, he's going to put his throne above God and above the star. In other words, he he will become the one that will be over the angels. He wants to rule the angels. He wants to rule God. That's what stars mean in 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 the in the text. Stars mean angels. He wants to rule God's throne, and he wants to rule the angels. And Satan today wants to rule the world, and he wants to rule the people that's in the world. He wants to set himself above everything that is called God. And he is coming. And he's going to do this through the Antichrist. The Antichrist is going to come to this planet. He's already on the planet. The Antichrist is alive today, my friends, and Satan is going to try to rule the world through him. It is called the seven-year tribulation. The seven-year tribulation will be given to Satan because Satan's going to make his last bid. He's going to make his last run. And he's going to use a man's body. And he's going to incarnate himself in this body. And this body is on the earth right now. He's alive. And he's waiting for the Pacific moment for him to come on the scene. He is coming on the scene. I guarantee you, you know, I bet you my life he's coming. I know that he's coming. I see that he's coming. I know who he is that's coming. I know this because it's in the word of God. God warns the church, the church, the seven churches of Asia Minor. That's why Revelation was written to the seven churches of Asia Minor to warn the churches that this man of sin is going to come and he's going to join all religions together in the last days. He's going to unite all religions, all occult religions, all witches, all uh, whoremongers, all uh, 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 
men who deny, deny the incarnation of Jesus Christ. He's going to unite them together and call, you call it the modern term of 2023, the new world order or the one world church or the one world government. It's already on the back of the one dollar bill written in 1935. They already got what? The Illuminati, which means enlightenment, and the devil has an enlightenment and giving people a lie, saying that he's going to rule the world, that he's going to control people's lives. And God said, all right, Lucifer, this is your last time. You don't, you don't try to do it seven times already. You don't have seven kings up on this earth. And everyone, every one of them went to hell. Every kingdom was destroyed. Every kingdom was eliminated. But guess what? All those ancient spirits and wicked spirits and fallen angels are trying to make a comeback. They're trying to come back in the new modernistic government. They're coming back through the computer. They're coming back through the TV set. They're coming back with drugs. They're coming back with fornication. They're coming back with homosexual. They're coming back with broken homes and families. They're coming back with every low-down, dirty, corrupt thing that they can think of to what? To damn the human race. That's what he wants to do. That's what he's planning to do. There's only one man that can stop it. There's only only one God that can stop him. There's only one God that can annihilate him. And that God is the God of the universe, the God of all the kingdoms of the world. He's letting Satan do his thing. And Satan said, before I go to hell, I'm going to try to deceive the whole world. The Bible says, don't you know the whole world has already been deceived? Men have been deceived so bad that they want to bury God. They want to annihilate God. They want to say he don't exist. They want to say he's a crackpot. They say he don't care. They're telling Satan is trying to implant in people's lives and souls that God ain't nobody. But let me tell you, God is more than nobody. He's everything. He's joy. His peace, his love, his mercy, his goodness, he's everlasting. And he said, I got something for the saints of God. I got something for people who have accepted me as Lord and Savior and turned from Satan with a beeline behind him. I let you tell me something. Satan wants to, what? Exalt his throne. He wants to be above the angels of God. That's number two. Number three, he said, this is Lucifer. It's the same old one I've been talking about for the last half hour. He said, I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. Now, Satan said, I'm going to sit there. I'm going to sit in my throne above God's throne in the sides of the north. I am going to rule the stars. I'm going to rule the angels. I'm going to control the angels. But the only angels say Satan can control is the angels that fell with him in heaven. That's the only angels he can never control. And what he did, he deceived the holy angels. One third of the angels of heaven, he deceived. He tricked. He conned. He told, he told, told them a whole lot of yay. He sweet-talked them. 
and told him, I am the number one. He told him, I'm the number one. I'm the one that's really supposed to be the ruler of the universe. I'm the one. He convinced one-third of the angelic host. Do you understand what I'm saying about this this little entity, this little diabolical demon, Lucifer, had power to do what? Nothing but to deceive these angels. And they fell in with him. And they became hell's angels. All y'all don't hear about them. Hell's angels. They come out of hell. They were put in hell. Hell is a place for the bold, the, the dead are bold. The devil knows where hell is. He's not in hell now, but he's going to hell. When a saint dies, when a saint of God dies, they go to heaven. When a sinner man dies, uh-oh, listen to what I'm saying. When a sinner man, I didn't say church member, I said a sinner man. Because you can be a church member and still be a sinner. I said you can be a church member and still be a sinner. You can be a Baptist and still be a sinner. You can be a Presbyterian. You can be a Catholic. You can be all these name brand religions and still be a sinner. And the Bible said no sin will ever enter the kingdom of God. So if you're living in sin and you're doing everything you want to do, you call yourself knowing God, but let me tell you, everybody that say they know God don't know God. You've got to know God by an experience with his power that he has through his blood. You've got to know his power in the resurrection. You've got to know that you passed from death to life because you love the brother. Because if a man said he loves God and hates his brother, he's a white-faced, black-faced liar. He's a liar. You cannot say you love God and hate your brother. I don't care what you are. I don't care if you're a Negro. I don't care if you're black. I don't care if you're white. I don't care if you're poor. I don't care if you're rich. I don't care if you're educated, uneducated. Let me tell you, the Bible says love ye one another. We got a lot of folks around here talking about their child of God and they hate their brother. You're a liar. You can't love God. And hate your brother. You can't do it. You cannot do it. You can say it. You can go through the motions like you love them, but you got to have this down in your heart. You got to have this in your spirit, man. When you get it in your spirit, man, you can say, brother, I love you, man. Love you. God bless you. Oh, you mistreat me. I still love you. Because love, love will last forever. Hate is going to last forever, but it'll be in hell. Because there won't be no hate in heaven. There ain't going to be no north side, no east side, no west side. There ain't going to be no ghettos. There ain't going to be no killings. There ain't going to be no murders. There ain't going to be no homosexuals. There ain't going to be no adulterers. There ain't going to be no fornicators. It's going to be perfect love of God. It's going to be perfect redemption. It's going to be perfect salvation. It's going to be salvation that's eternal. It's going to be salvation in which men will be able to see God face to face. You cannot go to heaven a sinner because heaven wasn't made for the sinner. Heaven was made for the righteous, God's people, those that have accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, those 
that love God, those that are worshiping God, those that are turning their back on the evils of the world and serve the living God with the beauty of holiness. We still talking about Lucifer. All right, we got I will ascend into heaven. We got I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount of a congregation in the size of the north. We got two more to go. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I, the last one, number five, I will be like the most high. So we see all these fives. Satan said in his heart, this was what I'm going to do. I'm going to sit on the side of the north. I'm going to be like the most high. I'm going to go above the stars. I'm going to go above the clouds. I'm going to be higher than the highest one that made me. I'm going to what? Look down at him instead of him looking down at me. But he's a lying one. He lied in the beginning, and he's still lying, and he'll continue to lie. Can't stop lying. And God cannot tolerate liars. If a man said he had never sinned, the Bible says he's a liar and the truth is not in him. You hear what I said? If a man said he never told a lie, I said he never sinned, he's a liar. Because the only one man, one man on the planet, one man in heaven, one man wherever he may be, one man has never sinned. God made what you talking about, preacher? I'm talking about the God-man, which is Jesus Christ. He is God in the flesh. He never sinned, couldn't sin, and never will sin. But what happened, he became a sin offering for my sin, your sin, for your wrongdoing, for my wrongdoing. He became a eternal sacrifice that through the sacrifice of dying on the cross and coming up from the grave on the third day morning, he paid. He paid the price for sin. He paid it in full. He paid it to eternity. Because when he died, he died for my past sins. He died for my present sins. And he died for my future sins. So when salvation comes to me through Jesus Christ, my sins are covered from Alpha to Omega. When Christ comes, when Christ wraps the church, good God Almighty, this is what I'm talking about. It ain't going to be church members that go to church, to go to heaven. It's going to be saved folks that go to heaven. It's going to be redeemed folks that go to heaven. It's going to be sanctified people who go to heaven. It's going to be people who are filled with the love of God that's going to heaven. It's not going to be white folks, black folks. It ain't going to be no color that's going to get you to heaven. It's going to be the blood of Jesus Christ that get anybody to heaven, whether you're Indian, whether you're Chinese, whether you're Japanese, whether you're Negro, whether you're uh, a Mexican. Jesus Christ came to die for the what? The whole round world. There ain't no such thing as no white heaven, black heaven, Chinese heaven, Jewish heaven. There ain't no such thing. Heaven was prepared for prepared people. And the only way you can get prepared and get ready to go, because the rapture is right upon us. The rapture is not far away. The rapture is so close. 
that if a blind man can't see, he can feel it. You see the signs of the time. You see how people are living. You see what people are doing. You see wars and wars and rumors of war. You see killings. You see rapes. You see homosexuals are multiplying every day. You see lesbianism or walking the streets. You see prostitutes on the street. You see young government men, I mean high officials, government, taking pornography and using it as a money-making scheme. You see people raping. You see people offering baby sacrifices. Oh, my God, where are we at? Where are we at? We're at the end time. And pretty soon, soon and very soon, Jesus Christ will descend from heaven with a shout. Uh-oh. You mean he's coming to earth? No, he's not coming to earth. He's going to meet us in the midair. He's going to meet us in what? The third heaven. He's going to meet us on the outskirts of heaven. He's going to set up at the judgment seat of Christ, and he's going to call those that's alive and those that's in the grave. He's going to descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of archangels, and he's going to call those that have died in the Lord, that died in Jesus Christ. They're going to call them from the grave. Their body's going to be changed from mortal to immortality. We're going to take off this mortal body and put on immortality, and we're going to be caught up with God Almighty. Yeah. We're going to be caught up. Mm-hmm. Out of this old mean world We're going to be caught up In a moment of a twinkling of an eye We're going to be caught up When those that come up out of the grave Are going to share this old mortal body This old mortal body is going to drop off And we're going to put on a body of immortality I'm going to have a body just like Jesus I'm going to have a I'm going to walk like Jesus I'm going to really look like Jesus I'm going to say the things that Jesus said I'm going to see Jesus for myself and nobody else. I got to see him for myself because he brought me good out of a long way. He done brought me down through the years. And the same God that that died on Calvary's cross, I'm going to see him face to face. I'm going to see him face to face. Listen to what's said. The 14th chapter and the 13th chapter give us five I wills. And every I will that Lucifer said, was a phony. Everything that he said was a phony. The last phony one he said is the 14th verse. It says, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. And this year will be followed through with the coming of the Antichrist. The Antichrist will come. And when the Antichrist will come, he will be, he will be the specimen that Satan would use to claim that he is Jesus Christ. When the Antichrist comes, he will say that he is Jesus Christ, and he will be nothing but the devil, the raw, the smoothful, spiritual, lying joker. It will be the devil himself incarnated in a man. In the book of Revelation, it shows you the time and the place where he will be incarnated in the man of sin. In the 12th chapter of Revelation, in the 12th chapter of Revelation, listen to what it says. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Woo! In the 12th chapter, listen to what it says. In the 12th chapter, starting, amen. Starting at the fourth verse. We're going to start at the fourth verse. In the fourth verse of Revelation, 
This is the tribulation period. This is in the middle of the tribulation period. This is the place in which Michael will actually have a galactical spiritual war against Lucifer. Now, listen to what it says, the fourth verse, 12th chapter, Revelation. And his tail drew the third part of the stars. Uh-oh, stars. Uh-oh, we see stars back here in the 14th chapter of Isaiah. What Satan said, I will be above the stars. But in Revelation, you see that his tail, Satan's tail, drew a third part of stars of heaven. All this goes the way back to the original rebellion of Lucifer against God. At that time, one-third of the angels threw in their lot with him. We know these stars represent angels because verse 9 says to us so, and did cast them to the earth. These stars are fallen angels with Satan. That's the truth. These fallen stars are fallen angels flying in UFOs and flying in the air today, and the government knows exactly what it is. The Vatican knows what they are. They are fallen angels. They are wicked, fallen angels that belong to Lucifer because he drew one-third of the angelic host out of heaven, and now they're the prince power of the air. The prince power of the air. I'll say it again. The prince power of the air. What are they? They're the prince power of the air. That's what they are. These fallen angels, one-third of them, represent the fallen angels. And did cast them, and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. When Satan was cast to earth, and in the middle of the tribulation, Satan will literally, finally, be cast to the earth. Oh, a lot of people do well. Is he on earth today? No. He's not on, he's a, wait a minute, wait a minute, praise God, praise God, let me get the scriptures. Let me get the scriptures, because these demons and devils are working today. They're working overtime, double time, 24-7, killing, murdering, raping. They're doing what they only can do. They can't bless nobody. They can't bless nobody. They can't give nobody no joy. Only two, only time they can give joy is to a, maybe a sex experience, and that's the devil. Amen. And to winning the lotto and, 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 and having a thrill on Blueberry Hill, that's about the only thrill they're going to get. Because let me tell you, I'm going to show you what Satan is at now. In the sixth chapter, in the sixth chapter of the book of Ephesians, in the book of Ephesians, let's see what Ephesians has to say. The sixth chapter says this, Pray God from whom all blessings flow. Listen to what he says. It says in the 6th chapter, the 12th verse. Listen what it says. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, 
against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So right now, Satan is in the high places. He's in the first and second heaven. He's in the cosmos. He's in the where the quasars at, in the moon is at, in the stars, in all these galaxies and galaxies and millions of galaxies. He is large enough there now. He's the power of the air. And Paul is telling the Ephesians, arm yourself, arm yourself, put on what? The whole arm of God, that he may be able to what? Stand against the wiles of the devil. Then he says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Our foes are not human. Our foes are not human. However, Satan constantly used human beings to carry out his dirty work. I'll say that again. Satan used human beings to carry out his dirty work because that's the only way he can work is through the human race. That's why the human race is so corrupt today because Satan is filled with demonic spirits in the air, and they can enter your body and they can come out of your body. And they give you suggestions to do and evil things to do, and if you don't have no armor on, if you have not been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, if you not have been sanctified by the blood of the Lamb, if you have not been justified by faith, having peace with God, if you have not been changed from the old way of living and the old life, Satan has control of you. If you're walking in unbelief, if you don't believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and you have not repented of your sins and turned from your wicked way, Satan has you. You not not you might not be a notorious sinner, but if you just walking in unbelief, you are a total target for Satan to use you and to keep you away from the cross, the cross of Jesus. No cross, no crown. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, rulers or beings of the highest rank in order in Satan's kingdom. The rank immediately below the principalities, those who carry out instruction of the powers. This refers to demon spirits, demon spirits, wicked spirits that possesses people that can possess church doors. It can't possess a saint of God. It oppresses the saint of God, but it cannot possess a saint of God. It cannot deter the blood of Jesus Christ. It cannot erase the blood of Jesus Christ. And if you have been shed if you have been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, by the Holy Spirit, Satan can't touch your soul, but he can oppress you. He can give you wrong thoughts, but he cannot snatch your soul out of the hand of God. Jesus Christ told us, amen, no man can pluck you out of my Father's hand. In other words, if you in the ark of Satan through Jesus Christ, Good God Almighty, the devil can't touch you. You remember when Noah got inside the ark? He was on the inside of the ark. He wasn't on the outside of the ark because when God 
told him to open the door, and he sealed it with the Holy Spirit. The family of Noah was inside the ark, the outer elements, and the people could not do Noah any harm. Why? Because he was on the inside of the ark. The door was shut. Noah couldn't get out, and nobody could get in. He was. He was saved by water. The water saved the boat. The water, amen, picked the boat up and wrapped it up above the water, and Noah and his family was in the ark of safety, the same way that the blood of Jesus Christ can do for you. It can let the blood of Jesus Christ shed in your heart. He can save your soul. You can live above sin, not sin that you haven't sinned anymore, but you can live above sin. Sin cannot damn your soul because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Ooh, good God Almighty. The blood of Jesus Christ saved you from the beginning to the middle to the end. You can never be lost again because the Bible says we have an eternal redemption through the blood of Jesus Christ. Good God Almighty. This is awesome. This is awesome. We see that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against evil principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness. This is a dark world. It's a dark world, but there's light. Jesus Christ came and said, I am the light of the world. As long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. But Jesus Christ went back to heaven. Where is the light now? The light is in the saints. The light is in the redeemed ones. The light is in the ones that living for Christ through the blood of Jesus Christ. The ones that lift up the cross and lift up the name of Jesus is the one that's the light of the world. And he said, as long as I'm in the world and Jesus Christ is in the world, why? He's in you. And since he's in you, he's the light of the world. And the world needs to see some light. It needs to see some light in some of these preachers. It needs to see some light in some of these church folks. It needs to see some light all over the world. But nobody wants to stand up for the light of the world. Nobody want, don't want to confess Jesus Christ. People deny Jesus Christ every day. They're rejecting him. They're, uh, they're, 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 they're trying to get rid of him. They don't took him out of the schools. They don't took him out of the government. They don't took him out of home. They don't took him out everywhere. And that's why the world is going to hell in a handbasket. The reason why, because when you reject Jesus Christ, you're rejecting eternal salvation. You're rejecting the blood of Jesus Christ. You're rejecting the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You're rejecting everything that God has laid down for you. And if God laid it down and you don't take it, guess what you got to do? This is what you got to do if you don't accept Christ. You got to pay for your own sins. You got to pay. And the wages of sin is what? Death. What death? Spiritual death. Spiritual death is separation from God. And if you die separated from God, you got to die for your own sin. You got to, and you will die for your own sin. But one thing about it, you will never be able to be resurrected into victory. If you die in your own sin, you got to go to hell. You got to pay the penalty. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, the gift of God is eternal life. 
through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In the book of Revelation, we saw Satan cast out of heaven. When he was cast out of heaven, he was lodging in first and second heaven. He's lodging in first and second heaven, ready, amen, getting ready to be cast to the earth. He can only be cast to the earth in the middle of the tribulation period. In the middle of the tribulation period, Satan got a specimen. He's got an antichrist. He got his already here. He's full grown. And he is going to play his part in the middle of the tribulation period. This is what's going to deceive the whole world. This miracle, this miracle that Lucifer is going to do through the Antichrist will be one of the most unique, phony resurrections that the world will ever witness. Satan is going to do a fake, corny, quack resurrection, and God is going to permit him to do it. God is going to permit him to do it. Because this miracle that Satan has done, because he's done other miracles, fake miracles, all through human history, witchcraft, voodoo, hoodoo, all that old uh, Ouija board and tarot cards, all them little fake miracles he's done. But this miracle, God's going to permit Satan to do this miracle. Because the Lord said, I'm going to set good and evil before you. I'm going to set good and evil. You choose you this day what you're going to accept. You're going to, you're going to accept the good or you're going to accept the evil. In the middle of the tribulation and during the tribulation period, which will last seven years, seven years of hell on earth, seven years of judgment, seven years of at least 28 judgments will fall upon earth, Men will be slaughtered. Fire will fall from heaven. Earthquakes, pestilence, diseases. It sound like that. Sound like we're in tribulation now, but we are not. We are not in tribulation, but tribulation is coming. And in the middle of the tribulation, Satan will be able to be cast out of heaven by Michael. Let's see what that says in Revelation. Let's see what it says in Revelation, in the 12th chapter. Praise God, praise God, from whom all blessings flow. I'm going to preach it anyway. You won't hear this in the church. Preachers won't preach this no more. They preaching power, power sermons on how to get rich. They ain't preaching on salvation. They ain't preaching on love. They ain't preaching on forgiveness. Listen to what it says. It says in the 12th chapter, the dragon stood before the woman, Israel. That's what the woman is, Israel, which was ready to be delivered. Does not pertain to the birth of Christ as many claim, but rather the man-child. There's 144,000 Jews which will give their heart to Christ. For to devour a child as soon as it was born, pertaining to the fact that the Antichrist will hate these Jews, hate these Jews who have come to Christ. This will take place in the first 
part of the tribulation. This will take place in the first half of the tribul of the tribulation. In the middle of the tribulation, which is called the Great Tribulation, and may as well primary reason for the Antichrist to turn to Israel at this time. So the 144,000 in the beginning of the tribulation, after the rapture of the church, after the rapture of the church, the 144,000 will come on the scene. And when they come on the scene, they are going to preach the gospel of the kingdom. The church age, listen to me, the church age is almost over. It's getting to a point now you're going to have church at home. You've got to have church with a group of people that you know they're real. Because sometimes you go to church and you don't get nothing. You don't get a thing. You don't get nothing about the cross. You don't hear nothing about the redemptive story. You don't hear nothing about hell. You don't hear nothing about how Christ loved you so much that he's willing to give his life to you. You don't hear nothing about what I've done and what we're going to do, what kind of program we're going to do, and who did this and who did that, how much money I got. You don't hear nothing about the real deal at the cross. The real deal is that Christ took your place on the cross and died for you because you weren't able to die for yourself and came back from the grave so you could be saved. And here you're talking about what I done done, what I didn't do. You cannot be saved by works. You can't save by good looks. Mom and daddy can't save you. Your money can't save you. Your car can't save you. Your house can't save you. Your children can't save you. Nobody can save you. But Jesus, and if Jesus is the only one to save you, how come we ain't not talking about it? How come we are not glorifying it? How come we're not shouting about it? The church is shouting, or are they shouting over souls being one to Christ, or are they shouting because it's in the custom? I really can't shout. I really can't do a shout until somebody comes to Christ. Ooh, if you come to Christ, I'm going to shout because the angels shout. The Bible says that one soul gets saved, the angels in heaven shout. So angels been shouting ever since the day of Pentecost because souls are being saved every day. Souls are being saved every day. You might not witness it, but souls are being saved in prisons and in the in, in, in the in the reformatory. Souls have been saved on the street. Souls have been saved in the ghetto. Souls have been saved around the world in the communist countries and behind the iron curtain. Souls have been saved. And yet the church is not yearning for souls, praying for souls, going out witness for souls, telling folk, man, there's a heaven again and a hell to shun, telling them the goodness of what God done for you 2,000 years ago, died for you suffered for you, spoke for you, took your place on Calvary's cross. Man, you drunkard, a liar, you cheapskate, God loves you. Don't love what you do, but he loves you. Don't love what you say, but he loves you. Don't love how you act, he loves you, and he wants to save your soul from sin. Where's the church at? No, we in former. We in a former thing. We wear nice clothes, and we give our money, and we do this, and we do that. We just doing stuff and don't even have a Nothing to do with soul saving. 
We ain't witnesses. We ain't telling nobody. We ain't rejoicing. We going and saying, woe is me. I can't make it. Come on now. Jesus Christ got all power, and he'll give you the power to do what he got to do. So the Antichrist is in the middle of the tribulation. Guess what happened? The Antichrist will be assassinated. And I'm going to give you the scriptures on that word. Where it tells you he's going to be assassinated. He's going to be assassinated. And he's going to lay in the morgue for three days and three nights. Because Satan wanted to be like God. And since God sent his son, boom, 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 God sent his son, his only son. Yeah, he sent him down here. Stayed here 33 years, went to the grave. He died, suffered, mutilated. And he said, I'm going to lay in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. He said, on the third day, I'm going to get up. Yeah, with all power in heaven and earth in my hand. I'm going to get up before the sun rises. I'm going to get up. I'm going to let the world know, and they will know, that the Son of God is up and at it. And Satan knew all about this. He witnessed it at the graveyard. And he knows that if he can fix a way to do a fake resurrection, he can fool the world. Yeah. And uh, this Antichrist is alive today, getting ready for the temple. The Jews are getting ready for the temple. The Jews are getting ready for the five helpers. The Jews are getting ready for the Ark of the Covenant. The Jews are planning to build a temple. And this temple will be the temple in which the Antichrist will sit in. But before he can sit in it, he got to do a miracle. And he will be assassinated in the middle of the tribulation period. And he's going to lay in the grave for three days and three nights. And on the third day, Mm-hmm. The war is in heaven in the 12th chapter of Revelation. The war in heaven in which Satan will be cast out of first and second heaven. Yeah. And uh, he's going to bring all mm, the wicked angels down here. Yeah. They're going to come in UFOs. Good God Almighty. Yes, they are. They're going to come down on earth and they're going to rule the earth for the last three and one half years. They're going to do miracles. Yes, they are. And these miracles will fantasize the world. And this great miracle that Lucifer is going to be able to do, will be able to do this. When he comes down from the first and second heaven, uh, the Antichrist will lay in the morgue. Yeah, and God said, all right, Lucifer, mm-hmm, do your thing. And Lucifer is going to enter inside of the human body of the Antichrist. And, and when he enter in, he's going to... Uh, He's going to raise him. He's going to raise him from the dead yeah, on the third day. Yeah. And the world is going to be marveled at it. The world is going to be fantasized with it. The world is going to say, never mm-hmm, has anybody done anything like this. But they forgot that Jesus did it 2,000 years ago. But here comes Lucifer mm-hmm, trying to be like God. Walk like God. Do the miracles of God. And this one miracle is beyond all miracles. Is when Jesus got up from the grave with all power in heaven and earth. But when Satan come up from the grave, he's going to tell the world, I am God. Do you hear what I'm saying? When this Antichrist arrives from the dead, 
He's going to claim that he's God Almighty. He's going to claim that he's God. Where, where, where is that found in the book of Revelation? Let me see. I know it's in here. Amen. 13th chapter. Let's see what it says here. Let's see what 13th chapter of Revelation. you got your Bibles out. Get them. Get that Bible out. Woo! Listen to what it says in the 13th chapter. I'm going to read. I'm going to read 13th chapter. It says, And I, John, stood up on the sands of the sea and saw a beast come up out of the sea. This beast is the Antichrist. And he said, it had seven heads, which represent the seven world empires, had ten horns, which represent ooh, the European common market. The Antichrist will be in control of the seven, the seven uh, nations and the seven, the ten crowns the ten horns, the ten toes. He will control that. And up on his head, ten crowns. And up on his head, name blasphemy. Up on his head, blasphemy. Satan speaking against God Almighty. Satan detests God. He hates him with a passion of hate. And God hates him. And God said, Lucifer, I'm going to let you burn. I'm going to torment you forever. Y'all don't understand that, dude. He said, I'm going to torment you forever in hell. And hell's going to be so hot for you that you're going to wish from eternity to eternity to eternity that you never was created and that you are a total failure and that you didn't do nothing to harm God because God got his redeemed. God got his people. Oh, yes, you got majority of the world, but it's not good to follow the majority. I like the minority. I like the remnant. I want to be in the remnant of God. I want to be the least one that I'm be, to be thought of. I just want to do God's will. I just want to tell people, don't miss heaven. Don't miss heaven. Don't miss heaven. Please don't miss heaven. The only way you can get there is through the royal sacrifice that Christ made. So this beast is going to come up out of humanity, this man of sin, this wicked one, is going to have control. Listen to what I'm saying. This one man is going to have control of the whole world. He's going to have control of the religious system. He's going to have control of the political system. He's going to have control of the economical system. He will control it. He will have power to own it. And Satan do own the world. He only owns it for 6,000 years. His 6,000 years is almost up. He's about done. He's about done. I mean done. I mean D-O-N-E. Done. He's making his last effort to try to condemn the whole world. Jesus Christ said, I didn't come to condemn the world. I come to save the world. I didn't come to destroy life. I come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. And folks like the life of Satan more than they like the life of God. Woo! Because if you miss heaven, you're going to miss the whole purpose of being born. 
You're going to miss the whole purpose of serving God. You're going to miss the whole purpose of knowing that God has things in store for you and those that love him that the eyes have never seen, the ears have never heard, nor entered to man's heart, but the thing that God has prepared him that love him, that adore him, that trust in him, that rely. And I'm telling you tonight, I'm depending on God. I'm depending on his son, Jesus Christ. Revelation says this year, beast will blaspheme God. We'll use the Lord's name in vain. And you talking about cussing today? People cuss. They use the Lord's name in vain like it's pudding. Have no fear of God. And the Lord said, whoever used my name in vain, I'm not going to hold them guiltless. I'm going to be. You're going to come before the throne of God guilty. Don't become, don't become before the throne of God guilty of using his name in vain. They use cuss words, they use divine words in slang and try to damn God, try to eliminate God and cuss God. It sounds like Joe's wife. Why don't you just curse God and die? But people today are cursing God and they are dying. They are dying, my friends, using the holy name of Jesus in vain, using the holy name of Yahweh and Yeshua, and Elohim, and Jehovah in vain. Count God as nothing. And the only time they will realize that he is somebody, he's the creator, is when they lift up their eyes in hell and say, what a fool I am. To fall in love with the devil. And people today are in love with Lucifer. They're in love with good time. They're in love with sports. They're in love with clothes. They're in love with money. They're in love with all the materialistic things that Satan can offer you. And that's why Satan works. He works, he works out of materialism. Jesus Christ works out of the spirit, out of the Holy Ghost that can lift you up and turn you around. Plant your feet on solid ground. And when the trumpet sounds, it will be so powerful that those that have been born again, saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, will be changed in a moment of a twinkle of an eye and be caught up. Good God Almighty, I'm leaving here. I'm getting ready to go. My bags are packed. I got my ticket. I've been to Calvary. Yeah. Don't you want to go? The world don't have nothing to offer me no more. It never did. But misery. And here we at the last end time. Satan comes to earth. He comes in UFOs. He comes in flying machines. These machines are ancient machines. They are high technology of divine technology. They can fly swiftly. They can dip down in the water. These demons can incarnate themselves. And there's a time coming when men will be possessed with demonic spirits in the book of Revelation. Ninth chapter. Ninth chapter. There's a pit that's going to be open. A bottomless pit. And out of this pit going to come smoke and scorpions that will sting men that they want to die and can't die. That's going to happen during the first part of the tribulation period. Men are going to try to kill themselves. They're going to try to jump off of buildings and cut themselves. They won't die. It'll be something like walking zombies. 
Zombies will be walking on the face. In fact, there are zombies now walking on the face of the earth, and folks don't even know it. These are demonic demons called Nephilims. Half human and half divine. Half human and half angels. They are on their way. They are planning to open a portal in Geneva, Switzerland, called CERN, called CERN, and they are calling up demons by using protons and electrons and neutrons whirling around in a 17-mile circle in Geneva, Switzerland. They are doing demon dances. They are waving their hands. The Illuminati and the, the Masonry and secret societies are linked in with all this carnality and all this wickedness up on the earth until Revelation says that's it. God sends down an angel, open up the bottomless pit, and they open the portal. When they open that portal, men that have not the seal of God on their forehead will be possessed by these demons. It's coming, church. It's coming, preachers. It's coming. Sinners, it's coming, saints. Judgment is getting ready to take place. God has been merciful to this generation. He's been merciful to give you an opportunity to come to him by his son. Listen to what it says. And the beast which I saw was like a leopard, swift. The Antichrist would be swift. And his feet like a bat, he will be vicious. And his mouth like a lion, he will have great authority. And the dragon, the devil, gave him, the Antichrist, his power. And his seat and great authority. Now here is the third verse in the book of Revelation at the 13th chapter. Third verse, he said, and I saw one of his heads. That's the... Eleventh head, spoken by Daniel the prophet, that will come up. And I saw one of his head as it was wounded to death. This refers to the Antichrist. Deadly wound caused him to be assassinated. A bullet to the head will kill you. So the Antichrist will be assassinated most likely in Jerusalem, because that's where his seat is going to be. He will be in Jerusalem when he gets assassinated, because Jerusalem is the capital of the world, and that's where Satan wants to sit. He wants to sit in the temple. What temple? The temple. Listen to what I'm saying. The temple that the Jews are planning to build within the next year. 2023, making preparation to build a temple. For who? For Judaism, because the Jews believe that Judaism still exists. It exists, but it's not in power. When Christ came and died on Calvary's cross, he eliminated Judaism. What is Judaism? Offering of animals and turtle doves and goats and lambs was the Old Testament for about 3,000 years. But it was done away with when Christ dropped his head between the locks of his shoulder and gave up the ghost, the veiled temple rented from top to bottom. 
and it opened up that men could see the ark of the covenant without a covering because Jesus Christ became the centerfold of salvation, not animals. No more animals. No more sheep. No more goats. No more turtle doves. Jesus Christ was the ultimate sacrifice for the world. Not just for a few people, but for the world. Not just for black folks, but for the world. Not for white folks, but for the world. Every nationality, every cult, every culture that man can name, Jesus Christ died for every individual human being on the planet. So the Antichrist was dead for two days and three nights. And on the third day, War was in heaven. Satan with his UFOs and his entities and his demons and his devils and the Nephilim took control of earth for three and one half years. And they were ruled. But when the Antichrist arrived from the dead, NBC, ABC, CNN, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all these Unique YouTube broadcasting will unite and look on the very time that this resurrection will occur. And the whole world, Lord have mercy, look up here, look up The whole world will hear it and see it and know this is unique. This is awesome because when the Antichrist is raised from the dead, he will claim, look up here, he will claim that he is God Almighty in the flesh. And he will desecrate the temple. He will remove the Ark of the Covenant. He will tear down the holies of holies. He will go into the holies of holies and claim to the world that he is God Almighty. Well, put your words that in the Bible. Well, let me get it for you. Thessalonians. Let's go to. Second Thessalonians, second chapter. Listen to what it says. I'm going to read the first verse, and then I'm going to go down to the I'm going to go down to the third and fourth verse, and maybe the fifth verse. It says, "Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, refers to the rapture." That's the first phase of the second coming of Jesus Christ. There's two phases of the return of Jesus Christ. The first phase is the rapture of the church, the body of Christ, not denomination. No, denomination ain't going to hell. No. No cults are going to hell. No, no. No, no again, and no, no again. And he says, and by our gathering together. That's the church, when the church is gathered together from the four corners of the earth, from China all the way over to Japan down there in Korea and Russia. Come on now, move on over here. Move on over to Afghanistan and Nikistan and all those stands. And come on down there to India. India, say people, it's going to rapture Every human being that's been born again and accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, and only God knows exactly who they are. And you can know if you 
can be in that number. If you have been washed in the blood of the Lamb, saved and sanctified, looking for his coming, doing the work of an evangelist, doing the work of a preacher, doing the work of a of a, a missionary, and telling folks he's coming and he's going to gather together into you. That ye be not soon shaken in mind nor be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us. As the day of Christ, the day of Christ, the day of the Lord and the day of Christ is two different phases. The day of Christ is the rapture. The day of the Lord is when he comes back. That would be the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord is when he comes back to fight against the Armageddon. That's the day of the Lord. The day of Christ is the judgment seat of Christ at the being seat where Christ would judge the church, the church, the church of the living God, the church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The church has been washed in the blood. The church that's on fire for God. And mean what they say and say what they mean and live, live according to the teachings of Jesus Christ. Walk Christ, talk Christ, love like Christ, rejoice like Christ, long suffering like Christ, and tell the world, get ready, get ready, get ready, because he's almost here. So don't be letting nobody tell you something else. We'll be ratcheted up in a moment. Over twenty nine, you won't have time to do nothing when that church is raptured. For the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. There's going to be a great falling away. What you mean, preacher? Falling away from what? Falling away from the Word of God. Falling away from holiness. Falling away from sanctification, falling away from goodness, falling away basically for the main reason, falling away from the cross of Christ. Because the preachers today are not preaching Christ. Crucified. God rose again. Apostle Paul said, I don't preach nothing. I don't carry nothing. I don't say nothing. I'm standing and tell you I preach only. Say Jesus and him crucified. They ain't preaching nothing else. If I don't preach your crucifixion, you better light a match. You better light some wood because hell you're going. You don't preach Christ, saved, sanctified, died and came back from the grave, power on, it, on, his, on his right hand. If you don't come up with that, if you don't, if you don't stand for that, lean on that, embrace that, love that, if you don't do that, if you don't tell somebody, and if you living like dirt and call yourself a saint, you ain't got nothing. You need to be cleaned up. You need to be cleaned up. Listen to what it says. Listen to what it says. This shall come up all the way first. No cross, no cramp. So church preachers, deacons, sisters, teenagers, if you're not carrying and lifting up the name of Jesus Christ, died, buried, died, crucified, suffered, if you ain't lifting that up, and that is, and if that's not your own, if that's not the hope that you have, you're lost. 
If you don't stand up for the crucifixion of Jesus Christ and let the world know he died for me, he suffered for me. He gave his life. He did it 2,000 years ago. And blood has never lost its power. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, that man of sin. Who's the man of sin? The Antichrist is a man of sin. And he's going to be revealed to the world. And for those that know the Bible, study the Bible, read the Bible, and do what the Bible says and be obedient to God, God will reveal to you, I know it, where the Antichrist is coming from. But you don't believe it. You saying, well, we got a lot of time. No, you don't. You ain't got a minute yet. You ain't got a second yet because people are dying like flies. People are dying overnight. People are dying on the highway. People are dying in the hospital. People are dying in church. They're dying on the corner. They're dying without Christ. And the reason why, because it's not being preached. Wishy-washy, compromising, backsliding. God ain't going to destroy me. God ain't going to do nothing to me. God is good. Yes, he's good. But the one thing God can't stand, he can't stand sin. He hates it. And he don't want it to be in your soul. He don't want it to be in your heart. He don't want it to be in your spirit. He wants to get rid of it, annihilate it, crucify it. He did it on Calvary. He took the weight. He took the lashes. He took the spitting on. He took the kicking. He took the whip 39 times. He didn't say a mumbly word. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Humanity talking to divinity. Woo! Why are you forsaking me? God forsaked himself through Christ. Died for us that we can have eternal life. And you want to reject it, and you're going to have to pay for your own sin if you don't come to him. But that day shall not come except to be a fallen away first. For that day shall not come except there come a departure first. This speaks of the rapture, which he since said the second coming cannot take place until certain things happen. This speaks of the Antichrist who must come upon the world scene before the second coming of Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ will come after the Antichrist will be eliminated. The Antichrist have to have seven years to be on this earth, and then after the seven years are over, Jesus Christ will split the sky and descend from heaven with the shout, with the what? With the church. And when he comes from heaven with the church, he will meet at the battle of Armageddon and destroyed the armies of the world and the nations of the world that rebelled against him. The nations of the world is going to rebel against God in Jerusalem. The devil wants Jerusalem. The devil wants the world. The devil wants to be like God. The devil wants to rule. The devil wants to dethrone God. But he's a lying one and never will, never have, and ain't even, he, he can think about it all he wants. But he's not going to win. I'm on the winning side. 
I'm on the winning side. If you've been born again, you're on the winning side. And you, it may look like you ain't winning, but you're winning. If you know Jesus, you're winning. Because Jesus ain't going to let you down. He ain't going to let you go. He said, Lord, I'll be with you always, talking to the saints. Lord, I'll be with you always, even to the end of the even to the end of the world. Hallelujah. Praise God. The man of sin, the Antichrist, will be revealed to the world. He will build to the world, and when the world sees him, they're going to be marveled after he does his fake resurrection. After the resurrection, he will say that he is God. He will desecrate the temple. He will sit in the temple. He will tell the people, I am God. I am God Almighty. Now listen to what he's going to do. Listen, listen to me now. Who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God. Any person that says that he's God, including God, he says, I am God. Ain't nobody above me. Pertains to this declaration of himself as deity, of that is worship, so that he as God sits in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. All the shit that he said was mentioned in the book of Isaiah. I will, I will, I will, I will, I will. And here he is in the temple saying, I am God. I am, uh, uh, I'm more powerful than God. Look at what I'm going to do. I'm going to set up a idol. I'm going to set up a computer, half human and half computer. I'm going to set him up, and I'm going to give him power to speak that whoever shall not worship the beast and receive the number of his name on their right hand or on their forehead, I will kill them. Anybody that will not bow down to me, bow down to my idol, bow down to my worship, bow down and worship me and honor me and embrace me, I will kill them. I will slaughter them in the middle of the streets on church lawn. I'm going to bury them in wooden and plastic coffin. I am going to rule the world. Make no difference who I got to kill. He sits in the temple, making himself God Almighty. And he will rule this earth for the last three and one half years. And it's going to be so devastating. It's going to be so mind-boggling. It will be a midnight out of hell. It will be so strange that men, women, boys, and girls will have a decision to make whether they're going to serve the God of Abraham, the God of Jacob, or the God of this age, Satan himself. Well, how will the world take it? How will the world take this? The world will take it just like it, take, just like it says in the 13th chapter of what? Revelation. In the 13th chapter of Revelation, look what, look what direction the world is going to go. Majority of the world is going to go. In the 13th chapter, let's see what it says. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Listen to what it says. And I saw one of his heads, 13 and 3. I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death. And his deadly wound 
So it was a deadly wound. It was a deadly assassination. This deadly wound was healed. Healed means renewed. He was resurrected. And what? And all the world, majority of the world will wonder after the beast. The world today is wondering after the beast. And he ain't even got here yet. They're wondering after the beast. They're wondering after entertainment. They're wondering after sex. They're wondering after money. They're wondering after every lowdown, dirty, conniving, snoop what Lucifer put down. People being murdered. Young children are being raped. Babies are being sold. Babies are being sacrificed. Babies are being eaten. Babies are being stuck their blood for sacrifice to the to the devil because when you drink blood from a child, when you drink blood from a devil, it opened up the soul gate for the devil's spirits to enter you and you could have power, dark power, power of mischievous, power of lying, power of levitating, power of telling the future. The devil will give you power under his realm and the whole majority of the world. This is what it says. And all the world wanted after the beast. And they what? Worship the dragon, the devil. They gave power to the beast, gave power to the Antichrist. And they worship the beast saying, who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? Who is able to fight against this dragon? Who is able to fight against this Antichrist? Who is able to fight against his system, the government system, the economical system, the religious system? Who is able to overturn him and get rid of it? Well, well, there's not man on this earth. There's not an angel, no cherubim, or no seraphim. There's no king. There's no princess. There's nobody that's able to defeat him. And the world would say, who is like the beast? Who is able to make war against him? Who is able to defeat him? Who is able to destroy him? Who is able uh, to overturn his kingdom? Yeah, but nobody. Nobody, nobody, nobody. And then John the Revelator said, I begin to weep and I begin to cry. I begin to wail and cry, saying, can you find somebody who's able to defeat Lucifer? Can you find somebody who's able to defeat this Antichrist and uh, his cultural horse of demons and devils? Nobody. But John said, wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I found, I found one. Yeah, where did he come from? He come from the lion out of the tribe of Judah. Yeah, he is the one that was in the beginning. 
He was the one that came down through 42 and two generations. He is the one that was born in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes. He is the one that stayed on earth 33 and one half years. He is the one that healed the sick and raised the dead and cast out devils. He is the one that called out. Mm, a dead man from the grave. He is the one that took Calvary's cross, mm, and he was nailed. He was nailed. Yes, yeah, yes, he was. He was nailed until hell shook. He was nailed uh, until the angels had to prune the wings and call out, "What is going on down there? Mm, whatever's going on down there." Yeah, I I can't do nothing about it. Why? Because uh, no man could do anything about it but the one that came out of Judah. They call him the lion. They call him the rose. They call him the lily. They call him the bread. They call him living water. They call him uh, the scepter shall not depart from Judah. They call him the day spring from on high. They call him the redeemer. Ow! God Almighty, yeah, they call him the resurrected one. They call him the grave undertaker, yeah. They call him the man from Galilee, yeah. And I want to tell you this evening as I get ready to close, yeah, he's coming back. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. And he's coming back to get a church. And he's coming back to down the Antichrist. He's coming down to defeat Satan and all his cohorts. He's coming down. Yeah. And this time, he's not going to no party. This time, he's not having uh, um, no more dying and no more crying. Yeah, because they tell me when we get on the other side, yeah, no more crying, no more death, no more killing, no more hatred, no more lying, no more whoremongering, no more fornication, no more occults, no more, yes, and no more will have to go. And they tell me, who is he? Mm-hmm. I want to give you some information. I'll tell you who he is. Yeah, go to the 19th chapter. The 19th chapter of Revelation, this is who he is. Yeah, I got to say this. 19 and 11 says, who is he? In the 11th chapter, uh, I mean the 19th chapter of Revelation, it says, the 11th verse says this. And uh, John saw this. Mm, thank God for oh, Apostle John. He says, and I saw heaven open. Mm-hmm. And behold, a white horse, yeah. And he who sat upon him was called faithful, yeah. You know who's faithful, don't you know who's faithful? He's faithful mm-hmm. in the morning. He's faithful in the evening time. He's faithful on my job. He's faithful when I get up in the morning. And he is true. You talking about truth? Mm-hmm. Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." So it's got to be him, yeah. And then it says, "In righteousness." He does judge and make war, make war against who? Make war against Satan, make war against the kingdom of Satan. He's going to defeat Satan. This is the only one that's going to defeat the beast. This is the only one that's going to defeat the Antichrist. And his eyes were flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with God he was clothed and his blessing was dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. And the armies, come on with me now, the armies in heaven followed him. 
strong white horses. And this army that I'm talking about, good God Almighty, yeah, this army is the saints of God. This army is the church of the living God. This army is the church of the living God. This army mm, is the redeemed one. Those that were caught up in the rapture, now they're coming back with Christ. And when they come back with Christ, we're going to be dressed. We're going to be dressed in white raiment, and we're going to have the victory forevermore. And he's going to come, and when he comes, they tell me the angels are going to come with him, and they're going to fight us. They're going to fight us at the battle of Armageddon. The Antichrist will meet us at the battle of Armageddon. The Armageddon battle will be the return of Jesus Christ. Before Jesus Christ comes, there is going to be more wars before he comes. And that war is getting ready to be started up right now by Gog and Magog. Gog and Magog is Russia. Russia is in serious trouble. Russia's in serious trouble with God, with the economical, with the political, and with the religious realm. Russia is in trouble. And Putin is saying, I've got to have the maze. I'm coming down from the northern parts of Moscow. I'm coming down with five other nations. And I'm going to cut through Ukraine. I'm going to cut through all across the Turkey. I'm going to cut down through the mountains of the holy mountains of Israel, and I'm going to bring a horde of men and horses and weaponry. And I'm going to go into the Middle East and capture the oil, the potash, the cattle. I'm going to take it. I'm not going to drop no bombs because I don't want to destroy. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to use ancient weaponry. And I'm going to ride horses. And I'm going to make a sneak attack upon Israel. And God said, no, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. You touch Israel and you touch the apple of mine eye. You're, you're messing with me now. You're messing with me now. Hitler messed with the Jews. Mussolini messed with the Jews. Every kingdom on the planet of the earth have messed with the Jews and tried to deframe them and tried to annihilate them. But God said, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Because these people were the only people I was able to use up on the earth to bring forth the word of God and to write the Bible and to bring in the wonderful Messiah. These are the only people I could use. Why? Because they walk by faith. They live by faith. If you don't believe me, talk to somebody. Talk to Ezekiel, the wheel in the middle of the wheel. Talk to Isaiah, the suffering servant. Talk to Jeremiah, the weeping servant. Talk to Daniel, saying the judge is coming to judge the world in righteousness. My friend, Jesus Christ is coming back. I, I mean, I can say that over and over again. I don't know if you believe it or not, but Jesus Christ is coming back. There's only one way that we're going to get out of this. The only way we can get out of sin is through Jesus Christ. The only way we're going to get out of this world is through the rapture. If there's no rapture, I'm the most miserable man on the planet. But I know there's a rapture. I know there's a rapture. And he's coming to get to church. And the devil will have control of the earth 
after Jesus Christ raptures the church. The 144,000 is coming. God got them already ready to go. The two witnesses is coming. In the second part of the tribulation, the two witnesses will be here. In the first part of the tribulation, the 144,000.